I'm really looking forward to this week of prayer and fasting. I was telling uh, Jim in the back earlier, this is a really different fast for me. I've never, never done it this way. I've had times of fasting where, um, if you're not sure what fasting is, fasting is when you abstain typically from food, but also often media. Often it's, um, it's a space of separating yourself unto God, and you're basically saying, God, I want breakthrough. God, I want to hear from you. God, I, I need something different than just how I'm operating. God, speak. And so for years, for years, I've been, I, I've, have had, I've had a practice of fasting in my life. Sometimes it's like weekly, every Monday or every Wednesday or something. Um, but I've also had seasons of fasting where you, you're fast for several different weeks at a time. And we're talking either total food, all the food, just drinking water. By the way, if you don't drink water, you die. So you, got, you need to keep drinking water. Um, and so you, you abstain. And what I found in that process is a few things. One, I find that at the beginning I get kind of grumpy. Um, because all the sugars and all the things that I'm used to having, I cut that out of my life, and I find myself a little tired, a little cranky, a little distracted. And um, in the process, though, the sugars leave, your body kind of mellows out, and about day two, day three, you start finding your brain starting to get a little clearer. And I, I have found, um, um, by the way, actually, hold on, Tim, can you go back to the giving slide real quick? Just because Raquel made the comment about, or Yolanda, made the comment about um, the w- different ways to give, and I wasn't sure if you guys understood the, that. You know what? It's okay. Don't worry about it. So, um, so anyway, why, why fast? I find that in the space of fasting, God, um, God does a few things in my heart and in your heart, and I found that a few things, three things happen that I, I have found. One, I find that my heart is transformed. Um, what's in my heart, what's in my mind starts to bubble up. So the attitudes, the things that are stressful, the stuff that maybe I haven't figured out, the, the reason why you drink that cup of coffee in the morning, the reason why you go for that snack, all of that stuff starts popping up. And it kind of pops up in my heart, but there's a stubbornness that kind of comes in your heart that you're like, you know what, no, that's not going to be my answer. I want God to be the answer to that thing that I'm walking through. I also find that in fasting, I get a little more sensitive. So I start hearing a little more. So it's like everything, all my flesh starts to get a little bit quieter. At first it ramps up because it's like, hey, you're not giving me what I want. But what happens is that starts to get a little bit quieter. And suddenly you start hearing what the spirit of God is saying to your spirit. It's not just no longer my emotional state or my mental state, but no, God, the Holy Spirit, is talking to us all the time. But we don't hear him often because of all the noise, internally and externally. So when we fast, we're saying to our flesh, shh, quiet. The other thing that I find is that we can often fast for a breakthrough. I I love to tell the story. My mom has a really good friend named Lori, and Lori's daughter um, had a crazy upgrading. Her, her, do- her um, dad died when she was like 12 or 13. And that went into a, a cycle of just being with a lot of different guys, running away from home, all this stuff. And Lori was fasting and praying for her daughter for years. She would take two weeks at a time or whatever, and she'd be like, God, I'm praying for my daughter that you would set her free, that you would draw her to you, that you would heal her heart from the spaces where she didn't have a father. God, would you speak? And, and in the process, they found that actually God delivered her through a place of fasting and prayer. 
Fasting and prayer works. We can pray and we can fast for healing. We can pray and we can fast for direction. We can pray and we can fast that we would get closer to God. I just find that God cares more about the stuff that we care about more than even we do. And he's talking about it. So there's some reasons why we fast. How to fast? I like to break it down into three different things. You can do a total fast. You can do sweets and caffeine. You can do a meal a day. Here's my favorite, fast media. Turn off your phone, turn off the TV, get rid of, I think a lot of anxiety is caused in our world by our silly little smartphone that we're staring at and we're getting consumed with. Turn off your phone, turn off the TV, turn off your favorite show, crack open your Bible, crack open your heart towards God and worship. You'll find God starts to speak to you. And what, like I said, when you turn those things off, the first thing that happens is all of that gets noisier. Your craving for all those things goes through the roof. But if you can ignore that and say, no, 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 I want God to fulfill my heart, you'll find that fades and your heart starts to come to the surface. Fast food, fast sweets, fast caffeine, fast meal, fast media. The other thing I want to say about fasting, and then I'll get into my message, is be gentle with yourself as you end it. Don't go eat a cheeseburger if you've been only eating veggies for a week and a half. Be careful with how you spend your time. We, you want to be gentle. Give yourself soups. Give yourself shakes. Be gentle with the, your, your physical body. Um, so that's what I wanted to say about fasting. I, I also want to encourage you to keep a rhythm of fasting in your life. I, I find that my heart is so much more tender towards God. And, and I find that I have greater strength to resist temptation when I'm in the place of fasting. You have those spaces in your life, in your heart, where you like maybe go back to the same thing, same temptation, same struggle over and over again. Some of that is broken in the place of fasting. It's broken in that place of saying, no, God, yes. And he fills our heart. Not, not that you're earning anything, but you're just saying, God, I want to draw near to you. So today, I'm going to read this verse and then we're going to open to the service. This is going to be the theme for the whole week. Um, Colossians 1, 9 and 10. This is what I'm going to be praying for you all week. This, like I, I forgot to mention the reason for why I'm fasting this week. I'm actually believe that I'm supposed to fast for each one of you this week um, for the breakthrough that you're looking for and needing. And if you could do this, if you have my cell phone number or if you have the Facebook um, Bless the City website, if you would go on there this week and if you would write me a message, me, me and my wife a message, we would love to be praying for you this week about the things that are on your heart. What are you struggling with? What are you asking God for wisdom for? What, what is something that you're just stepping in? I, we wanna be praying for you this week. We wanna see God bring a breakthrough in that space. So on Facebook or text me, whatever, um, we wanna see change, right? We wanna see God shift things. We wanna see people healed in this space. We want, we want something different to happen. So text us. But Colossians 1, 9 and 10 and so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. We're going to be praying this week that we would know what God wants. We would pray that this week in, in 2022, that we would live a life that pleases God, fruitful, 
that we'd, be, we'd look back at the end of this year and go, yeah, I did it. I did what I was supposed to do. This was right. I was right in the pocket of what God had for me this year. And with that, it says this in um, the book of Romans. So faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of Christ. Romans 10, 17. Everything changes when faith enters our heart. I love the story of Peter walking on the water. I said this last week. But there's a huge, massive storm. And Jesus, Peter says to Jesus, tell me to come walk out on the water. What happens? Jesus says, come. What happens then? Peter walks on the water. We can walk into the miraculous of God. We can see things change in our world. We can see things change in our heart. We can see us draw near to God. Not when we... Um, try to do it in our own strength or initiative, but when we hear God's voice and step into what he's saying. God's desire is that we would step into what he is saying. So how do we hear from God? Elisha in 2 Kings 3.15 said this, Now bring me a musician. And when the musician played, the hand of the Lord was upon him, and God spoke to Elisha. In Daniel... Daniel set his heart to seek God, and after 21 days of praying and f- prayer and fasting, an angel showed up, and the angel said, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before God, your words were heard, and I have now come. Sometimes there's a delay, but God's speaking. So in worship, God will speak. Sometimes in just standing there and saying, God, I'm seeking you. I'm reading your word. I'm coming after you. Don't give up. He will speak. Just wait. And lastly, and this one might be my favorite, Acts 10, 9, and 10. Peter went up on a rooftop, and about the sixth hour, that's about noon, he got hungry, like how spiritual Peter is. And he wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance. In other words, he went up to go on the roof to pray, He got hungry and sleepy, laid down, and what happened? God talked to him. He wasn't in a worship service. He wasn't like Daniel contending and whatever. No, he got hungry. And sometimes, I don't don't know about you, but sometimes God's voice is clearest in the shower, when I'm half asleep, when I'm not trying to hear him, when I'm driving my car, and all of a sudden that thing pops in my head. I'm like, oh. There's a place of rest where God speaks to us, not when you're trying so hard, but when you're just open. He'll speak when we come and worship. He'll speak when we stand and contend in his word. He'll speak when we simply rest in him. If you got a Bible, though, go to Matthew 7, starting at verse 7. There's been a theme over the last uh, little while um, that I've noticed amongst a lot of different folks, and it's this word, anxiety, struggle, tension. I don't know how to make it through. I, I feel pressured. I feel like I don't know what to do. I, 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 don't, I don't know where to be. And, and this morning, and this isn't Matthew 7, but keep your finger there, it says in Isaiah 40, verse 31, it says this, Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men and young women will fall exhausted. 
but those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. You are not going to make it through by gritting your teeth and trying hard. You will make it through by what we were talking about this morning, surrender. God, have your way. And standing and waiting and saying, God, I'm not budging until you answer. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Now, it's interesting. Wind can be great, but wind also can be buffeting and it can be a tension in your life. And I wonder if part of the reasons why we walk through the struggles and the stresses and the, str- the hard things in life is that God brings, there's this wind of adversity and there's a space that we need to open up our wings and say, God, I'm surrendering to you. Blow me where you want. Take me higher than the storm. The storm is meant to take us into God, draw us near to him, not push us away. In every struggle, there is an opportunity to draw near to God and see him bring an answer. He has not abandoned you to your struggle. There is an answer in the struggle. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. God's answer is to those who wait on him. And that's what we're going to be doing this week. We're going to be waiting on the Lord. Matthew 7, starting at verse 7, says this. That was all my intro. You're welcome. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Title of today's message is, Ask, seek, knock. This is prayer. All right, God, I pray that we would all hear from you today. I'm asking, Spirit of God, that you would use this mouth of this German-American-Canadian to speak your heart and your word. And we pray, God, that we wouldn't remember anything Jeremy says, but we would remember everything God says today. Speak to our hearts, God. Your servants are listening. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Ask, seek, knock knock. It's the three places of prayer. Ask. This is the place of the heart. You know, when you meet somebody, you don't first start just saying your deep story. You don't always necessarily get into all the deep stuff. It's the beginning of the conversation. It's the place of the cross, and it's the place of healing. Ask, and it will be given to you. Every relationship starts with a settling in to a relationship. Ask. You know what this place is? In the Bible, it actually outlines the process of conversation with God. And it's this thing in the Old Testament called the tabernacle. And there was these five different things in the tabernacle. And two of them are in the asking space. One, there was the altar. And two, there was the laver. In the place of asking, there is the place of the altar. And what's the altar? It's the cross. Jesus and his blood, his sacrifice. Every conversation with God starts with this. Jesus, you paid for it all. You paid for all my sin, all my struggle. You've taken me in. You've adopted me. You've made me new. All the old is gone. The new has come. I'm with you right now. You've accepted me. You've brought me in. I'm your child. 
The place of asking is the place of recognizing, God, you've done it all. I think too many of us are trying to connect with God when we're in a space of condemnation, failure, frustration. I got to earn my way. I got to do it. And God says, no, 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 no. Start at the cross. Start with that simple place of coming to him and saying, Jesus, all to you, I surrender. All to you, I freely give. You got something you don't know what to do with? Start talking to him about it. Start giving it to him, saying, I don't know how to fix this. He's like, awesome, that's why I have come to you. I'm coming to bring you life. The place of the cross, we come into the place of asking and we acknowledge the cross, we acknowledge what he's done. We say, God, here it all is. And we sit down with him like a conversation and you pour out your heart to God. Say everything. Say everything that's on your heart, but bring it all back around to the place of it's all done in the cross. It might not feel like it yet. I might not know what to do with it, but he wants to take you to the place of the cross and say, Jesus, I'm just nailing it all to the cross. You paid for it all. All my sickness, all my failure, all my frustration, all my past, present, and future. I give it all to you. I'm coming to the cross. If you don't start at the cross, we're doing what every other religion did where we try to earn our way and work really hard and we're going to white knuckle it to God, it doesn't work. We just get tired. Like it said in Isaiah, young men grow faint and exhausted, but those who what? Wait. Those who turn and say, God, I'm just going to come to you. I'm going to rely on your cross. The next space in that was this thing called the laver. And it was the place where the priests would come and they would wash their hands, their head, and their feet. First, when we pray, we come and we say, Jesus, thank you for the cross. The next thing that we do is we come to the place of washing. We need to get washed, folks. We get dusty. I love it. The night that Jesus was betrayed, it says this in Matthew, he took a towel and he knelt before Peter, one of his disciples, and he said, Peter, I need to wash you. And Peter's like, uh-uh. Like, I think Peter was a little embarrassed. Like, this is my, like, leader, and you're going to, like, wash my feet? Jesus said this profound thing. Unless you let me wash you, you can have no part of me. What? Folks, unless you let God wash you, cleanse you, heal you, take that broken heart and mend it, take those places where you saw that thing you shouldn't have and let him wash your mind, you have to let him wash you. This is what happens when we first approach God. We come to the cross, and then we come to the place of washing. And he's like, let me wash you. Let me cleanse your heart. Let me heal your mind. Let me bring you back into re right relationship with you. Let me tell you how much I love you and I have so much for you. Let me, let me pour my heart upon you. Let me anoint your head with oil that you would know what it is to have a mind free of anxiety and pain. Ask seek, knock. In the asking, we come to the cross, and in the cross, we also come to the place of washing, and we allow him to wash us. You, you tell God in the place of asking all of the stuff that's on your list, all of the struggles, the thoughts, the, the, the things that you're frustrated, everything. You just say, God, we're talking. And then from that space, we come into the space of seeking. And I've learned something about the place of seeking this is the place where my list doesn't matter anymore. This is the place where it's all about relationship with him. 
It's all about partnering with him, hearing him, worshiping him. And in the Old Testament, in that same thing, that tabernacle, there was the, the place with the altar and the laver, but then they came into this place called the holy place, and there was this lampstand. There was this table with bread on it, and there was this altar, this space of incense. The, the, tap, the, the candlestick spoke of the Holy Spirit. You see, we come to that place and God heals us. He delivers us. We come to the cross. He washes our hearts and then we enter in. And now it's time to say, Holy Spirit, I want to partner with you in this day. Would you be the leader of my life? Would you teach me what I need to do today? Would you walk with me today? We simply say, God, speak to me. I'm listening. And we turn from that space that's the, representing the Holy Spirit, that candlestick, and we turn, and then there's this place of the table of bread, and that represents Jesus, who is the living word. And guys, we need a word from God every day. We need his word, and we come to that space, and we read his word. But folks, I'll go back all the way to the beginning with the cross. If you don't first come with a recognition in your heart, Jesus paid it all, you'll start reading the Bible through the lens of the flesh. You'll start reading the Bible through the lens of like, I'm condemned, I'm not okay. You'll start reading the Bible through, I gotta work hard, I gotta do it. But we need a heart washed in him so that when we read God's word, we read it with the lens of heaven, the bread. We need to eat of him, we need to eat of Jesus. We come to the lampstand, we say, Holy Spirit, my teacher, my coach, teach me, empower me, help me. We eat of his bread, his word, and we say, God, I got to hear from you. And lastly, we come to that place of the altar of incense, and this is where worship just takes over. You put on that song, you get still in your heart before God, you just lift your eyes to heaven and say, God, you're big, I'm small, you're awesome, and I love you. The place of seeking, it's not about getting anything. It's about enjoying who he is. It's about turning your heart to God and saying, God, you're amazing. Heard a guy say a while ago, he said this. He said, we're bored with a God we barely know. And I think it's so true in our culture that we're bored. We don't know him. But God wants to show us that he is so much bigger, so much greater, so much more enjoyable than anything we could ever hope for. Ask, seek, knock. Jesus said in the book of Revelation, he says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears me, let him open the door and receive me unto himself. Knock. This is the place where God starts doing something that's a little dangerous to our hearts. An exchange starts happening. Where what's on my heart has been laid down, and now what's in his heart starts to enter my heart. Daniel experienced this. In Daniel 10, it says that, And behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. Can you imagine an angel showing up in your room? And he said, Daniel, O man, greatly loved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling, so would you. And he said to me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before God, your words have been heard and I have come because of your words. There's something that happens. So I'm trying to get you to see that there's a progression in the place of prayer. That when we come and we ask and we seek 
and then we knock, that when the door is open, we step into a place now where I'm not talking, you're not talking, he's talking. Where your heart gets really still and the words, be still and know that I am God, becomes so massive in your heart. Everything in you gets still as it seems like God draws near and now he's going to speak some things into your heart. He's going to impart his heart to you. He's going to shift some things around. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to do different things. But it's all in the context of be still and know that I am God. Ask what's on your heart he wants to hear. Seek. It's all about relationship. Knock. This is where he speaks and I listen. I had a whole different sermon I was going to preach this morning and then I uh, got this this morning. But I, I wanted to give you some framework for when you, you seek God and pray this week. Would you take time? And I find that really to do this well, I need time. I need time to sit with God. I would challenge you to take some time and, and think about it. How long would it take you to sit with God and tell him everything that's on your heart? You need that time. How long would it take for you to sit and acknowledge the cross in your life, what he's done, and then say, God, here's all my stuff. Here's all I am. Would you wash me? And he will. And then to turn your heart from that place of asking into a place of, okay, God, there's all my stuff. Now I'm going to seek you. I'm going to read your word. I'm going to worship you, and I'm going to say, Holy Spirit, be my senior partner today. Teach me. There's a lot I don't know. There's a lot I need to know. There's a lot of questions I have about my future, my life, my relationships, whatever. God, here it is. Here I am. I'm seeking you. Talk to me. And then turn your heart into the place of worship. Put on some of your favorite worship songs. I know we have songs that we could put up on Facebook that we'll, we'll put on later if you need a list of music. And just worship him. And here's my encouragement to you. I encourage you to get stubborn here. Worship God till he speaks. Because I find what happens is when I worship, I get more still. And then he draws me in to the place where he talks to me. There is nothing like hearing God's voice change everything. You got questions for 2022? You got struggles in your heart? You got spaces where you don't know what to do. God is calling you. God is calling me to ask, to seek, to knock. And in that place of stillness, he'll do more in 30 seconds than you could ever do in 19 years of counseling or whatever you want to throw at it. God desires to move in your life and in my life. So two different things I want you to take away from today. I'm going to actually ask the worship team to come back up. Um, but do you have a Bible? And do you have a journal that you can write down what God says? I want to invite you to come on Wednesday where we're going to be doing this. We're going to be asking, seeking, and knocking, God, knocking on heaven's door. We're going to be crying out to heaven. And as we step into this fast, I want to ask you to write down your questions that you have, that you have towards God. God, I want to know about blank. God, I have questions about blank. God, I'm frustrated about blank. Then take that list and bring it to the cross. Take that list 
and put it under the blood of Jesus. Say, Jesus, be the Lord of this area and say, God, would you wash me in this space? I need some healing. I need some transformation. Why don't we all just stand on up? Because that seems like a good thing to do right about now. Can we just put our hands out in front of us? Please email or text me this week and and I would love to be praying for you. My wife and I would love to be praying for you. God, we just come to you today and we just say we want to, you asked us to ask you things. You said that everyone that asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. So God, we come to you and we ask. We have so many questions. There's so many wonderings, so many things that we don't know. I pray today that you would wash your people, God. I pray that we would come to the cross and we would recognize that you paid it all with your blood. God, I pray in that place of seeking that we could lay aside all the stuff and we could just seek you and see you for who you are. God, I, I, I really need to see you. I need to know who you are. I pray that worship would rise in our hearts this week, God, that we would encounter you like many of us never have. And I pray, God, that as we knock on heaven's door, we would find that you've been knocking on the door of our heart this whole time, saying, let me in, let me in, let me in. So, God, we want to say yes to you. Can we all just say that together? Yes. God, we say yes to relationship with you. We say yes to your plans and your priorities. We say yes, God, to you. you have questions in your heart, can you just can we just lift our hands, things that you're wondering for this year? God, we, we lift these questions to you. We lift our wonderings to you. We lift our struggles to you. We lift our, I don't know what to do with this, God. We, we lift up our hearts, God, that get in all sorts of pain and turmoil. And we just say, God, speak to us. Speak to our hearts. And God, we We come into this place. We acknowledge the cross. We acknowledge that everything was dealt with in the cross. And we just say, God, we put it all on you. We give it all to you, all to Jesus. I surrender all to him. I freely give. If you got something, we're going to start this week of prayer and fasting. But if you have something that you want to surrender to God at the beginning of this week, why don't you just come on forward? We'll just keep praying. But God, we, we just pray. God, we surrender to you our attitudes. We surrender to you our bitterness. We surrender to you our past. We surrender to you, God, our frustrations, our relationships, our vision for our life. We give it all to you. Ask. God, I pray every place where there's that burning question in the heart, You asked us to ask you, and you said that you would answer. So, God, I thank you that this week is going to be a week of answered questions. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. God, we just, we come in that place, and we say, would you speak to us? Let's just worship the Lord for a little bit here. Pour out your heart to Him.
Pour out your wonderings, your heart. Pour out your love to him. Let's just lift our hearts to heaven and say, oh God, talk to us this week. Speak to us this week. We're listening.